control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Live Saturday show. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Our website again, freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy that. Last week, uh, this is something I really wanted to get to, so I'm going to jump right with it out the gate here. It's from Newsweek. And Newsweek is one of the organizations that is, I guess, on the forefront of pushing a really, really bad idea. And, of course, it makes sense. Uh, Newsweek is one of those big media organizations, very pro-state in many ways. And in this case, it's just unabashedly, in-your-face statism. Just total slavery for the entirety of the population of the so-called United States of America. That's what so-called national service really is. Now, they, they try to dress it up in a bunch of uh, patriotic or nationalistic uh, terms. But really, it is, uh, it's just a path to slavery. Or I, su- I should say more slavery, more enslavement for Americans. So what happened here is uh, national service has been being pimped by Newsweek and other organizations for a number of years. It uh, kind of peaked out during the 2008 election season when both Barack Obama and John McCain joined together for a day of national service where they had some kind of a it wasn't really it was it wasn't a debate. It was more of like a mutual back padding session where they got up on a stage and, you know, talked about how great service was. And what they would do is they would conflate service with which government means, service. Well, right. They would they would they're using the term service to mean working for the government. And they would also conflate that with volunteering for other like community based organizations, say to feed the poor or something like that. So as if working for a paycheck for the government and uh, their you know their their myriad of uh, of unions that they have is the same as volunteering at a homeless shelter or doing something in your community for you know, not only kids that, or something they, like that. Not only did they suggest it was the same, but they actually suggested it was better, that, that if you worked for the government, then you were really serving, which, of course, is poppycock. But well, what do you expect people that work, have worked for the government their whole life to say? Here is the latest on this uh, from Stanley McChrystal. As Newsweek puts it, the general who led U.S. forces in Afghanistan makes the case for national service. So you should pay attention. He was a general. He's America loves generals. Yeah. And the basic responsibilities of being an American. So here's what he has to say. Standing recently in New Haven's small train station, I was approached by a stranger who thanked me for my service. His gratitude was clearly genuine, and I deeply appreciated it. During my years in uniform, particularly after 9-11, and even in the months since my retirement, I was routinely thanked for serving. For service members today, that experience is common. A thoughtful gesture that has done much to maintain the morale of a force that performs so bravely for our nation. Well, <laughs> I think largely they're trying to make up for the poor, poor way that uh, to some extent, I mean, I, I shouldn't say largely. I don't know what people's uh, motivation is specifically, but I think some people feel badly about the way the vets were. Some vets were treated in the Vietnam War. Is it thoughtful when people say thanks for your service, or is it a cliche uh, thing that people just do? Because I think they must mean it if they t- if they step yeah. out of their comfort zone to go do that. I think so. Common, but thanking Americans for their service is not enough. Nor can it be, because Americans performing critical, selfless service to our country are less common than they must be. We have let the concept of service become so dangerously narrow, so often associated only with the military. This allows most Americans to avoid the sense of responsibility essential for us to care for our nation and for each other. 
We expect and demand less of ourselves than we should, and now is the time to fix it. Service members should not apply only to those in uniform, but to us all. The concept of national service is not new, nor is it outdated. No, in fact, it goes back for a long time. All kinds of fascists and socialists uh, have embraced this concept. When America needs it, national service is the personal obligation of every American. What does that mean, Mark, when someone says something is an obligation? Well, you must, you must serve the fatherland. I mean, you know, what else is there? But if you are obliged to do something, that means that uh, you must have, you know, I don't know, gotten into some sort of a, an agreement, right? Like you must have entered a contract, right? Yeah, you, you're obligated. You've, you've, you've said you would do this. This is something that is, you know, expected of you. And so he goes on. And she needs it now. All of us bear an obligation to serve. An obligation that goes beyond paying taxes. It's not enough that you work, you know, a third to half of your day to pay for the government. There's more. We need more obligations. Could I read the 13th Amendment before we uh, finish up the segment? I'd just love to, to pop that in there. Sure, sure. go right ahead. You want to hear it? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it's not as flowery as what uh, Mr. McChrystal is uh, McChrystal saying here, but it certainly has something to say. It says, Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for a crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to her, their jurisdiction. So involuntary servitude is outlawed by the Constitution of the United States. It's an amendment placed in, you know, 18-whatever. And, uh, well, that's supposed to be it, right? No involuntary service to, servitude. But this, they had the draft, uh, you know, during World War I, World War II. They drafted people. It's no surprise that uh, they, they managed to just run right over that. And I guess, I, I guess the Supreme Court doesn't see involuntary servitude as, as long as it's for the military. It's a big deal. Well, this isn't just for the military. This is for the whole government. You've got to grow it. The government naturally grows. America, he says, uh, excuse me, there's a little more to your obligations here. All of us bear an obligation to serve, an obligation that goes beyond paying taxes, voting, or adhering to the law. America is falling short in endeavors that occur far away from any battlefield. Education, science, politics, the environment. I'd agree with that, and I'd say that most of them have to do with government intervention. I'd say you're right about that. But that's why we need more government, Mark. Yeah, we need more government to fix the problems the government's created. And cultivating... Let me me run through that list real quick, Mr. McChrystal, tell you how the government's messed up all those things. And cultivating leadership, among others... Without a sustained focus on these foundations of our society, America's long-term security and prosperity are at risk. We live in a nation of rights and jealously defend them. Thomas Jefferson drew upon- <laughs> You know, it's the jealous defense of these rights that uh, has, I really, I believe, uh, threatened the security of this nation. It's the jealously running all over the globe, killing people and their families. You know, I know they don't mean to. I know they're trying very hard with their smart bombs not to, but you just can't fight a war without killing civilians. And you know, it's not too many of the American civilians that die. And then when the American civilians do die, like they did on 9-11, America's outraged. They're, they're amazed. How could this possibly happen? Well, you know, maybe it's the... Pay attention. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's the intervention over the last six or seven decades in the Middle East. Just saying. You know, maybe the people in Egypt have a justification to be pissed off at America for supporting Hosni Mubarak for the last three decades. Maybe they don't want a Mark, dictator. Mark. <laughs> they, they invited us, right? They don't live in a nation of rights. Right. This is a nation of rights. Right. You only get rights if you're an American citizen. 
Those rights are sacred. So, oh, I'm wait. sorry. They're, they're not endowed. Their creator's different, so they're not endowed with certain inalienable rights. You know what I mean? I apologize, Mark. I missed the appeal here. I skipped over the appeal to the Founding Fathers. So whenever you hear the appeal to the Founding Fathers, look out. Something's coming. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson drew upon the ideas of the Age of Enlightenment. Thomas Jefferson didn't want a standing army. This stinking <laughs> bureaucrat has worked his whole life for a standing army, and he has the gall to, uh, to, to, you know, to raise the spirit of Thomas Jefferson. He drew upon the ideas of the Age of Enlightenment's finest minds to articulate the concept of inalienable rights Agreed. in defining the essential freedoms guaranteed to Americans in the New Republic. Some of them. Those rights are sacred. We fought a war to make the Declaration's statement of rights a reality and have sacrificed sense Wars don't to make things sacred. But as important as those inalienable rights are, there are also inalienable responsibilities that we must accept and fulfill. Uh-huh. Those responsibilities are wider than often perceived or accepted. Just as we have allowed the term service member to apply solely to the military, we have allowed the obligations of citizenship to narrow. Even the most basic responsibilities of being an American are considered optionable, uh, optional by many. The seeming, major- anon- uh, the seeming anonymity of modern life, the concept of community, responsibility has weakened. Yet it is needed more than ever. So, as you might imagine, he's got a proposal. Mm. I wonder what that could be. I'm sure it's modest. 1-800-259-9231. Notice the term must is being thrown around here. Mm -hmm. Hmm. What does that mean when people say you must do something? It's Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231, though your comments on national service, so-called, would be preferred. 1-800-259-9231. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features on the site, and we give them to you. News updates, you get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop via email or Twitter or Facebook whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up there. It's free, of course, like everything on our website, news.freetalklive.com. The Totasack, it's the one-trip wonder for hauling goods for your vehicle to your home. It's a retail grocery bag carrier that handles more than you can. Go check it out at totasack.us, T-O-T-A. S-A-K.us. It's a little handle made of 100% recycled materials right here in the United States, and it's intended to make all kinds of carrying tasks so much easier, and it does. And it helps you to carry just a lot more than you normally would be able to. You won't have any binding or any issues like that. Go check it out at totasack.us. Get yourself a family pack there so that you can have a few pairs for your friends and family. Just sixteen ninety-five. will get you six of them. Totasec.us. So we're sharing with you here to start things out tonight, and of course we will take your calls about anything, but this is just so important. It needs to get out there, this national service topic, because you're likely going to hear more about it as time goes on. Organizations like Newsweek are pimping this big time. 
This is a feature story, a feature opinion piece, if you will, written by Stanley McChrystal, who is the so-called general who led U.S. forces in Afghanistan. So you should pay attention. This man knows what he's talking about. Now, what he's talking about here and what he's going to propose is more enslavement and total enslavement for all Americans. That's what national service is. It's Now, I don't know exactly what his proposal is. But I've heard different proposals, and they they differ. So, like, some of them say that it should only be for teenagers or college kids, which, of course, will eventually encompass all Americans over over generations. We've heard uh, proposals that uh, people as as old as 40 should be required to, you know, spend spend up to two years in some kind of government job. Typical could be several months, could be two years, uh, but essentially working for the government, doing whatever it is you're assigned to do by your knowing masters. And so he goes on to say that responsibility is most easily accepted when the need is clear and expectations are defined by tradition. Oh, hmm. you mean like the traditional expectation that uh, Americans should pay taxes to a criminal organization calling themselves the federal government? That's pretty much one of the big reasons why people pay taxes, right? It's because, well, mom and dad said I should pay taxes. And so I'm going to go ahead and do that. The federal government defines crime. They could not, by definition, be a criminal organization, right? They are criminal because what they do is they hurt peaceful people and they threaten them. Lots of threatening going on. There's there certainly be, no doubt about that. Right. There will be threats. I don't think anyone will argue that there's a lot of threats. Yep, there will be threats involved to, uh, to get you to work for the government, too, in this national service program. He goes on to blather about AmeriCorps, which is uh, the government's make-work program. And then he says, we can always outsource work, hire other people to complete projects, arguably with greater efficiency. But we must understand that our real objective must be in shaping Americans. Forget efficiency. We've got to shape the minds of Americans. Having The government having your kid for 13 years isn't enough. They need them for two more. We recognize that service is typically doing things you would not choose to do, but that it must be done. It can be rewarding. It can also be difficult, onerous, and even dangerous. Yay, onerous. It cannot rely on short-term volunteers any more than our independence could be won by the people Tom Paine termed summer soldiers and sunshine patriots. It must have people with a firm commitment, backed by a society that values their contribution. Service need not follow a single model, nor feel like the military. It should be voluntary. But expected. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's used a lot of words like must, you know, mandatory, yeah. obligated, and then he says voluntary. Mm. Fueled by clear incentives. Now, some of these incentives that the, they're talking about, the, the, one of the last ones I had heard uh, was regarding the, you know, the school system. Like, you won't be able to graduate unless you have national service. Right. There's an incentive. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We're not... That's not force. It's not force. You're only forced to go to these uh, government schools, and if you want to graduate from them, then you'll have to service and you know pay your time in our little service program. He says it can be a combination of non-government and government programs, ranging from public health to the Peace Corps. At its heart, the real value of national service will be more in the effect service has on those who provide it than in the work they provide. There must be some common denominators that form a foundation for the program. As a start. I offer three, and we'll get to that here in a moment. But uh, the, as he says here, the value of national service will be more in the effect service has on those who provide it than, than the, the work they provide. Now, just to give you some idea of what we're looking at here in this Newsweek article, there's a, there's a picture 
that uh, goes along with it. And Mark, can you describe the picture from your memory? You did take a quick glance I at did. it. I uh, did. It, it appeared to be what, what, the only way I can describe it is what, like a communist propaganda uh, poster. It was a woman with a, sh- a shovel thrown over her shoulder looking proudly into the sun mm-hmm. you know <laughs> as if god the sta- the god the state of america is looking down on her smiling at her hard toiling with the right. shovel and you could almost hear the the you know the the russian hymn behind it <laughs> Bumper, draw, comrade whatever you know singing back there it right. just i'm she's sorry, shoveling look, for Bolshevik america Mark. Is, is heck to me she, she is shoveling for america because it doesn't matter the work she's doing this is what mccrystal is saying here it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what little busy work we assign you to what matters is that Americans are indoctrinated into the idea that their country needs them, their government needs them to do some menial task, and that that means important things for society. Well, and it's important what the government tells you to do is always important, mm-hmm. that it is always good and it is always just. And I'll tell you, that is how some of the worst atrocities in the world have been committed. Let's not forget, people. Just step back for a second. I know you love America. I I have the same warm feelings that you do. Step back for a second and understand that in the 20th century, you can't look at one disease. You can't look at heart disease. You can't look at cigarettes. You can't look at automobile accidents. You can't look at malaria. You can't look at anything and find something that hasn't killed more that has killed more people than government governments are what cause death around the world i'm not talking about just war i'm talking about the the internal politics where they you know they slaughter their own citizens where they try to centrally plan economies and they cause you know mass uh, starvation famines Governments are responsible for these things. Governments killed more people in the 20th century than anything else. So here are his proposals. This is his foundation for the uh, program of national service. Service must involve a firm commitment for a specified period of time, (laughs) at least one year. With few exceptions, that commitment should imply full-time involvement. Few exceptions like what, the son of a senator? Participants must be paid. The underlying concept of service and sacrifice and relative inexperience of most young people should keep compensation modest and relatively equal across the programs. The primary incentives... But but doesn't that sound Marxist, too? You know, everything should be equal. The primary incentives for service should be a combination of things like education benefits and hiring preferences, similar to military veterans programs. Building acceptance of a responsibility to serve will require more than rhetoric or even funded programs. It will demand true cultural shift in how we view personal and community responsibility. But it is a shift that Americans are ready for. They need only leadership and encouragement. As I saw serving with the most elite military forces in our nation's history, performance is ultimately driven by the expectations that individuals set for themselves. 1-800-259-9231. Your thoughts on national service. It's coming. How about the draft? They're working on this. That. This is like the new version of the draft. It's drafting everyone into working for the government. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, that's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation, twice, and the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Yeah. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free. It's a live Saturday edition. The number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can also uh, head on over to our website and enjoy the webcam. You'll find that it is totally free. You can watch, listen, and interact. The chat room's built into the same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to see that and do that. It's all free. Cam.freetalklive.com. It brought to you by Memory Dealers. On the cam, you'll be able to see that Ian cut that big bush hog off the top of his head and got himself a nice haircut. Memory I don't know if it's de- that nice. I did it myself. Well, it's clean. Thanks. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBIX, ZenPaks, and X2s. They're all 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers and up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. In stock, ready to ship. The overnight delivery, it's MemoryDealers.com. All right, we're going to get to uh, your thoughts here on national service or whatever you want at 800-259-9231. The, uh, the pimps are out again. Stanley McChrystal, a former general, I guess, uh, from Afghanistan, he has been published in Newsweek, which is one of the major pushers of this idea of national service. There are also several other big corporate backers uh, for this. Both the Republicans and Democrats are typically in favor of it. And the idea is to essentially bring all Americans into a, in this, in McChrystal's suggestion, here at minimum of one year full-time uh, service for the U.S. federal government. Now, it's not slavery, they'll say, because, well, you've just been given incentives to uh, to get in. He he doesn't want to force anybody to do it. You just won't be able to graduate from high school if you if you don't do it or whatever. Or they'll give you some kind of uh, you know big special bonus to go to college. They're already doing that basically with the yeah. GI Bill. But, you know, the government really does want more government employees. Governments, by their very nature, and... Uh, Bill McChrystal here um, mentioned Thomas Jefferson, so I'll go ahead and do it, too. Bill or Stan- Stanley? Stanley? I'm sorry. Who's Bill McChrystal? Anyway, I don't know. Some politician. Uh, the um, Anyhow, uh, Thomas Jefferson said very th- the very same thing, that governments tend to grow. Let's go to Betty listening in so- uh, let's l- to South Carolina's WRNN on Myrtle Beach. Hey, Betty. This is absolutely outrageous. National service, nationalistic slavery. Give mm. me a break. What if we remember, let us not forget, IRS was voluntary in the very beginning. <laughs> when was the last time any of you voluntarily decided not to pay your IRS? Give me a break. What's wrong with these people? America, wake up, please. Yeah, I would say you nailed that one. Anything else you want to share? <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm all for giving my services to my country, to my local people that need help, um, and uh, the, the Peace Corps, any of these other organizations out there. That is what is voluntary. When I step forward and I say, I am giving of my time, but when my government tells me, honey, you're going to be there for one year, and I'm telling you what to do, and if you don't do this in the future, you'll have no job because you will have no high school education, so now you have to voluntarily do this one year of service. Give me a break. It's slavery. You'll be, lucky. You'll be lucky if it's one year. It is outright, and you're absolutely right about that. In fact, I, you know, I find myself curious, Mark. He doesn't get into much more detail beyond his three basic points about what he thinks sure. the program should involve. And, and he, he says it should be full-time. The commitment should be full-time involvement. Does that mean 40 hours a week? Or does that mean you get to go bunk with these people? Like, will you <laughs> well, actually be? He is a general. Right. I'm just curious. Their favorite people are privates. Yeah. 
So Sounds hey, like a work camp to me. Betsy, thank you for the call and thanks for the thoughts tonight. I appreciate it. At they can use those great trailers that FEMA had for the uh, for the uh, for the hurricanes. The and ones stuff. that were leaking from aldehyde or something. Yes, but like if that? you're serving the government, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you know, look how they look how they treat the soldiers. Yeah, they have them sitting, riding on cases of depleted uranium yeah. and things. Uh, I mean, they care nothing about these guys' health. They uh, the the in- instances of PTSD, sending them home, uh, you know, unable to work mentally. Uh, you know, the government cares nothing about your health. I wouldn't want to ver- uh, volunteer for these folks. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Maybe you think, maybe you disagree with Betsy, and you think that national service is a super idea. Every American needs to spend at least a year of his life working for his government. You that's know, that's what being an American is all uh, about. I agree with Betsy that uh, doing service is a great thing, and but I think that it's the the private institutions that are the best ones, the most effective at it. That uh, you're looking at the United Way and you know the the little little uh, charities around your mm-hmm. town. Those are great ways to be involved in your community. I'm a volunteer firefighter, and I can't say that I'm you know this this great uh, rough tough guy or anything basically they have me direct traffic but you know it's motor vehicle accidents and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but i try to give a little bit of time back and that's i think i think that's more effective than creating these giant government bureaucracies and attempting to steer the course of mankind with them the politicians and the bureaucrats have shown themselves year after year decade after decade century after century to be the least effective least efficient folks to solve problems 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Ronnie listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Hello, Ronnie. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I believe in small government. I really do. I I do not believe in government intrusion. I'm I'm a registered Republican. I I have a strong, I guess you'd say libertarian streak in me, but when I see military men, even if I'm sitting in a restaurant eating uh, you're talking about your comfort zone. I feel more comfortable walking up to them and thanking them for what they're doing for this country. I mean, I really do. What are they doing? Uh, it's a voluntary service. Let me ask you something. If you leave your home, and let's say you have a family there, you have a wife and children, and do you tell them to lock the doors, lock the windows, set the alarm? You Depends know, on where you live. Depends on where you live. Right, right, exactly right. You are protecting your borders, you're surrounding, you're taking care of your family, your loved ones. Well, uh, uh, wait a second. One one thing I don't do is I don't go mess with my neighbor and kill his cat, okay, and and hope that uh, he doesn't come over and then decide that he wants to exact some kind of revenge on my family. I may lock the doors, but I'm not going over there and kidnapping his kid and then saying, hey, I'm doing the best thing for you. Don't worry about it. Or raping his teenage daughter. Well, you know, I got a story right here about a United States soldier um, who did just that. If the neighbor has broken into my house two or three times, Look, and <laughs> you cannot make the, you me, cannot make the case. I, I'm going to go, my friend. Going to go stop him before he gets to my house. You cannot make the case that the anybody in the middle that the Middle East was ever involved in the United States's politics before the United States was involved in theirs. 
I mean, I'm not saying that the Hatfields and the McCoys had a good system going. I'm tell- what I'm saying to you is that uh, forgiveness is probably the best way to create bonds with your, with your neighbor. Also, you're taking an individual conflict and you're attempting to align that with the idea of groups. To suggest that your neighbor is breaking into your house is, you know, the people in the Middle East right. Cause somehow attacking Everybody in you. Iraq came over here and flew some plane into some building, right? Yeah, so it would seem to me what that... What other alternative would you have in the world we live in today? What other alternative would you have rather than a strong military? Uh, well, I, I look, I, I, there, I think there's an argument to be had for a strong military. I think there's a different argument about that military being outside the borders of the United States. I think you're talking about two different things. Um, and I think there's also a different argument for, uh, you know, the Navy being in international waters. Uh, you know, I think I think that there's different degrees. But I think that it's clear and obvious that, say, the people of Egypt are sick and tired of American intervention and propping up uh, petty dictators like uh, Mubarak. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree, but the alternative there would be the um, Muslim Brotherhood. Actually, the Muslim Brotherhood is a is a very moderate organization, and it's not necessarily the alternative. By the way, I mean you know, this is the the scary picture that's always painted that Al Qaeda will take over if we let one of these dictators fall. The CIA, the United States government, your tax money created Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda is a CIA operation from the early eighties. Look what happened in Iran when they kicked the Shaw out. That's Same because the Shaw, the Shaw was there was a United States puppet. <laughs> if we would have stayed out of their business and not tried to put up, you mean one the of our, CIA, not you, Mark? The, you yeah, the, the the CIA not put, tried to put a, some kind of United States government sock puppet in place, then maybe those people would have gotten, um, you know, would have would have moved on into a much more westernized culture. That that's what the problem with force is. Ronnie, thanks for the call. Appreciate the uh, the thoughts at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control. To everybody providing a product or service on a voluntary basis to the marketplace, I say thank you for your service. More coming up. Uh, The people that are in the military just following orders of politicians to kill innocent people. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that three bucks in, reinvest it into the show, and get on more radio stations across the country, bringing more internet listeners on board and also exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. And you can use uh, PayPal, any major credit card. Go get the details and the perks, perks including uh, access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, and more. Go on over to amp.freetalklive.com. We appreciate it. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And coming up this summer, 
June 20th through the 26th, Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's brought to you by the Free State Project, your chance at getting together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, checking out New Hampshire, touring around the state, getting an idea for uh, the lay of the land, and most importantly, the wonderful people that have already made the move here and had already lived here as New Hampshire natives or longtime residents, people that love freedom, coming together in the same place. In this case, it's a one-week-long camp uh, camping extravaganza with all kinds of events and everything from parties to family occasions. It's great stuff. You can go to porkfest.com to learn more. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Again, June 20th through the 26th. Early bird registration is available now, and you can use our coupon code to save 20%. So just punch in Free Talk Live when you do your registration. And that's all one word, by the way. Free Talk Live is the... Uh, the registration code will save you 20% on early registration for Porkfest 2011, com. as we continue here with taking your calls. National service, the uh, the overall topic here, but of course you can bring up anything. National service is the proposal that you're going to be hearing more about from the Republicans and Democrats uh, where they are going to be bickering for a while over uh, some of the minutiae. The, they'll both agree on the general concept. Both Republicans and Democrats will uh, will come together to uh, you know, to put forth this idea, and they'll just bicker over what the details should be. So right now, nothing has been ironed out. There aren't any bills that have been submitted, to my knowledge at least, that I've heard of uh, to, to move this forward at this moment. But we may see one a little bit later on this year where essentially they're going to uh, – different proposals, but many of them involve taking – college age people or high school age uh, Americans and and, and ha- basically forcing them into uh, working for the government for a year or two years or something like that uh, before they're allowed to go to college or graduate high school or something absurd. So again, all you know, the details haven't been ironed out. Government bureaucracies and uh, the people that work for them aren't known for their efficiency, uh, friendliness, customer service, things like that. And I'm not saying that there aren't friendly, efficient, customer service oriented bureaucrats out there. I just think that it there probably aren't as many as there are in the marketplace. Just a suggestion. I think there's some statistics to back it up. So I really worry about the idea of taking our young people um, and forcing them to go work for the government or strongly encouraging them to go work for the government. What is that going to do for our nation? What built our nation is going to create a class of bureaucrats, a, a freer market than most markets that surround it. So. What's going to happen if you create a class of bureaucrats and you'll you'll bureaucratize young Americans and they will be all the worse off for it? Let's continue and talk to you. Rob is in Florida listening to WFLA. Hello, Rob. Are you in uh, Tampa or Tallahassee? Rob? Rob in Florida. Going once. Rob in Florida. Hello, Hello, Rob. Hello. Hello. Hey, where are you at, Rob? Yeah, I'm in Tampa. Tampa. All right. You're listening to WFLA AM. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yes, um, I, I believe that the uh, national service policies will are directly related to Agenda 21, and everybody needs to come up to speed real quick. Now, what is what is that? Bring us up to speed. What well, is that? Uh, okay, uh, Agenda 21 is uh, guys under the name of sustainability, and and it it covers everything going on in America today. Just like the insurance, uh, they wanted to raise the insurance for the. For the kids up to 26 because and that ties in with the national service also uh to to be sustainable they, they believe we've crossed the threshold and we're endangering the earth so uh the economy's got to grow at six percent a year to just give the kids the high school graduates and the college graduates a job and they're not going to allow the growth to to return and they'll control it through the fuel 
and and through managing the the economy, you know, a central planned economy. Well, if the kids can't find a job, they know it will be a crisis on the insurance. So they were pushing to get the insurance so that the child can stay on to 26. I've Man, if you told, can't find a job, then you can just go work for the government. The government's right, hiring. Right, right. You're going to have a government program to to hire the kids and the young people, and they're going to indoctrinate indoctrinate them so that they're believing that they're doing the right thing for the earth now isn't this uh isn't this agenda 21 thing like a un thing i mean i don't know a whole lot about it but i've I've heard of it before yes uh one of the i just ran across a website the other day and it's getting more active it's called uh freedomadvocates.org and the guy is really doing a good job studying it and uh but believe me i've been studying this for six years and uh, uh, everything that's went on the last 30 years, I could give If you ask me a question, I could explain just about how everything's tied to a, to Agenda 21. Well, it sounds and, a little conspiratorial, um, but, you know, whatever the point is, and thank you for the call tonight, the, the point is that the government is getting larger and more intrusive and more uh, oppressive I over it, time. Whether it's, it's all tied to some you know grandiose plan by the UN, I it don't know. St- Maybe it, it stands is. to reason to some extent. I mean, if you were in the UN, wouldn't you believe that the UN's the best organization to rule the world? Mm-hmm. If we ruled the world, then you wouldn't have these conflicts between nations. That's the thought process that they may go through. Um, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So... You know, why not create a, an agenda that would then allow the U.N. to slowly sort of backdoor infiltrate local and state governments through just proposals? And then once they adopt all the ideas, we can just all just slip right into the uh, the big U.N. blanket. You know, one of the- by the way, with uh, officials that I've never elected, there's nobody in the U.N. that you've ever voted for. Mm-hmm. Well, what if it – my problem though, Mark, I mean, again, maybe there's something to it. I know there are a number of people I'm in the Liberty Movement. I'm not saying I know anything. I, mean, I know there are a number of people in the Liberty Movement that you know really harp on this Agenda 21, but I, I really like to focus on what is was clear and obvious. And it's clear and obvious to me that the U.S. federal government is interested in, in making all people in America work for it. I don't care if that's something that they came up with or if it's something that some U.N. government bureaucrat came up with. I guess what, you're right. What matters to me is how people will respond to this is what people will do as a result of coming across this information. As these programs begin to be put in place, what will you do? That's what's relevant. Will you just sigh and say, I guess it's my duty. I should do it. Well, I'll do whatever you say. People government. don't sigh and, and say it's their duty when they send in their, their taxes. Generally, they just do what they're told because they're scared of the, the repercussions. Well, you know, there'll be a, a wide variety of reactions, I imagine. Some people will be very excited about the idea of working as a government bureaucrat and all the way down to people that are scared, you know, S-less of what the consequences might be if they don't go along No with doubt it. there's been Iowa farm boys who've been running off to the Navy since, uh, you know, the Navy was taking our Iowa farm boys. Uh, you know, people want to get away from you know, whatever the, the circumstances are uh, circumstances are that they, they want to get away from. So to me, again, relevancy, the relevance here is this is the direction things are going. It's very clear. Who is orchestrating these things? That's just that's for the conspiracy people to decide. It's irrelevant to me. I don't care if it's the UN or the Bilderbergers or you know you fill in the blank of uh, the Illuminati, or whoever it is. The you know the evil uh, men and women are behind. It's the, the Freemasons poisoning the water. But what I can see is that between the you know Tweedledee and Tweedledum candidates, you typically look at uh, Barack Obama, John McCain. 
it's so important to point out that both of those people came out in favor of this idea of national service, and that should give you some idea that this will be pr- proposed, and will they'll pat you know they'll pat each other on the backs for being we're bipartisan, and they'll uh, you know they'll talk, and of course the news media will just fall all over themselves bipartisanship in Washington. Wow, they, this is great. They do love bipartisanship. Yeah, and, bipartisanship, and it's for service. It, bipartisanship is Washington speak for oh boy, the rest of you are really about to yep. get screwed. Bend over. So uh, 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your thoughts are welcome. Uh, We can certainly continue this. Uh, You can also bring up anything that might happen to be on your mind. And especially, I'd love to hear from somebody who thinks national service is a good idea, who thinks that all American youth should should work for the government for a period of, you know, three months, six months, a year, two years, maybe five years. What do you think is appropriate? Uh, 800-259-9231. Also, uh, that's that's all coming up, Hour 2, plenty of time for your thoughts. But also, I want to make sure we do a giveaway here, Mark, before the end of the show. You'd mentioned the Totasac earlier tonight. For those of you that weren't tuned in, what is the Totasac? Totasac is it's a retail grocery bag carrier. It's a, made of completely recycled materials right here in the United States. It's a... Uh, you know this this hook that you carry. I just used them the other night to bring my groceries back in from the yeah. car. They I did make it your life in a lot one easier. trip. I did it in one trip. Yeah. Uh, so go to totasac.us to learn more about it. And if you want to win a two pack, you can just call in right now at 603-435-1105. That's different from our call in line. That's a contest line. 603-435-1105, and you could win a two pack of the Totasac. Somebody will win if they call in at 603-435-1105. Hour two's coming up. A uh, free talk live, the live Saturday edition. You. T- MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com keeps going <laughs> all right so national service uh this concept that has been bandied about uh, there's another music bit there uh the concept that has been hopefully we're still like connected to the network i think we've got a sleeping board up usually if uh, the music beds keep playing that means there's like some kind of horrifying problem with uh with our connection but we're just going to presume that everything's working well and i'll just turn the music down <laughs> so uh, 800-259-9231. National service is a concept uh, that has been floated a number of times in the last few years, and it's being floated again. The idea is essentially, in a nutshell, to take uh, young people in America and, uh, okay, we're being asked if we are there. Yes, we are here. Yep. So we apparently are having problems. 
with our connection to the network, and I apologize for this. Do you have to reboot the Nexus Lexus thing? I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, they, they can, we're clearly hearing the music they're sending to us, so maybe they are unable to uh, to hear us. I don't know. He says he can't hear us, so I don't know what that means because I sure didn't hit any switches or throw any buttons on this side. Check one, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Do you want to recite poetry? Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> well, there's, there's fine music playing. People will enjoy it. Well, we're probably going to have them disconnect and reconnect here shortly. I apologize to all of our internet listeners as we attempt to bring our network back here. Maybe the board op just hit a switch and you didn't realize it. Or maybe I did, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. Because normally, it's just a matter of muting mics and breaks. Sometimes things break. And it usually, they usually break on Saturday nights. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Murphy's Law? Hate Murphy. <laughs> wonder what ever happened to Murphy. <laughs> Something horrifying, right? <laughs> Apparently, the board office decided he was not ready to disconnect. I don't know what's going on. There he goes. That's nice. Yeah. All right. So, uh, are we back? You, well, no. The internet listeners can uh, can still hear us. I mean, I presume they can. Assuming still hear they're us. not deaf from that loud noise, it just yeah. Let's play. see. Yeah, everything's fine on this side. Everything looks fine. The streams are up. There's audio being sent out to them. So our internet listeners are connected. And now the network is reconnected. Whether they can hear me or not is another question. Hello, can you hear me now? Have they disconnected again? Yeah, we got you. Okay, we we are on. That is super. All right, thank you. 800-259-9231. So I don't know what uh, the radio world just heard. Probably a lot of music. Probably a lot of rock and roll music. Seems like it. And uh, and that's okay. Rock and roll music, not such a bad thing. Although it is kind of falling out of favor these days. Yeah, so I'm, we a, were, we I'm were, a soft AC guy myself. We were talking about... <laughs> Love that jo- John Tesh. Sade. I, 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 yeah. She is no ordinary singer. <laughs> no ordinary singer. <laughs> so uh, we were talking about national service in the first hour of the program, uh, and you're certainly welcome to comment on that or bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind. Uh, We were talking about national service, which is the concept, in case you didn't hear us explain this, our internet listeners get to hear it a second time because of the technical difficulties, but uh, national service, the idea is that uh, every American will have to work for the government for a certain period of time. Now, they've yet to nail down the details on, you know, which Americans, it may only be high school kids or college kids, uh, which eventually means over generations, every American will have worked for the government. The amount of time hasn't been nailed down. It may be six months. It may be two years. It may be a year. Who knows? So that stuff has to grow done. because that's what the government does. Maybe you will, uh, you know, if you're working for the government, you'll have to like live in their bunker or their little bunk or whatever they set up for you. You actually live on the site or maybe they'll let you stay home. Uh, who knows what all the rules and the details will be. But one thing you can count on is that you're going to have bipartisan support for this across the board, Republicans and Democrats. There will be some dissent, you know, like Ron Paul is going to dissent. But, uh, you know, overall, most people are going to look at this and they're going to say, yeah, go America. We need more government workers. The draft will give those young people 
discipline. So let's go to your thoughts. Uh, I think Matt is with us in Arizona. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Matt? California? Maybe California? Hey, you're in California? Okay, then. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah. How are you doing, gentlemen? I'm one of your biggest fans, and I'm not about to piss Ian off right now when I'll, you know, tell him that, but I'm one of you guys' biggest fans. And I regularly listen to the show while I'm <clears throat> participating in California's legalized uh, medical marijuana. Very nice. So, <laughs> so what better way I to think, enjoy listening to oh, Free Talk Live? It only makes the uh, the process so much more pleasant. And I want to thank you, gentlemen, for both of that for for, for doing that for us. All right. So, what's, um, what do you want to share tonight, Matt? Well, I, I I have no critiques of the show, but I do have some critiques of the callers that I wanted to get out. Normally, I don't call the Saturday show, but I figured all of them might be listening now, so I wanted to get this out real quick. You have critiques so, for the callers, just to be clear. No, 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 critique some of the callers. Oh, okay. Your regular callers. Dave, we get it. You like pot. It'll feed you. It'll clothe you. <laughs> we get it. Come up with something else, dog. I, I the, only, the only problem with what you're doing here is it's, it's too insider. Like, nobody that's ah. tuning in for the first time would know who Dave is. So I, okay. I can't li- really allow you to go on with that. Plus, uh, shtick, uh, like Dave's, is good. You've got to repeat shtick over and over again. That's uh, who Dave uh, is, too. I mean, you're talking about a guy who calls from Montana, and he sounds like Rocky. And I mean, he sounds like Rocky and he's, you know, very in favor of, uh, of ending prohibition. And he's very spot on on that. And he really believes in he's that right. issue. I mean, the, the, that guy's right. from the heart, man. He's no, he's I'm not critiquing his message. I'm just saying, come out of a new way. That's all I'm saying. He all, the, same, the same thing over and over again. It'll feed you, it'll clothe you, it'll mm-hmm. bathe you, it'll take you to work. It'll all right. Off. Now you're I repeating yourself. You. Thanks for the call tonight, Matt. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. He's talking about a personality who's been calling the, sh- the show over you know, a period of years. years yeah. yeah. I think it's a great caller. So if you've if you got the weekday show on your local talk station, you're more likely to encounter somebody like Dave. And if you don't have the weekday show, you should call your local talk station and say you appreciate Free Talk Live and that you sure would like to hear the weekday show. So let's continue with Mike listening in Nevada. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. How are you guys doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, yeah, I think that uh, the national servitude, that's just crazy, you know. It's just uh, it's out of line. Indeed, I, I think it's like uh, uh, like a Hitler youth, youth brigade. Yeah, it's, it's very similar. It's very similar. They're probably you know, not going to get them at uh, you know age seven, but maybe that'll be next. I mean, because remember, government programs always start at one point and then they expand out beyond that. So it's you know maybe they'll only start with the high school kids, and then before you know it, uh, all the seven year olds will have to do a month in national service. They'll they'll ship them off to their little national service camp, or maybe they'll have a national service uh, day at school, or or you know something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna roll around. They're gonna be telling everybody what to do, you know, tracking the web, writing tickets, just like just like it was about way back when. Yep, pledge allegiance to the flag, sing some nationalistic songs, etc. Yep. I mean, they've already got them pledging allegiance to the flag every single morning in school, so it's you know it's not a far reach to say uh, that they would be able to, to put more shove more nationalism down their throat. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Get all the kids together, sing the animals of freedom. Let's talk to Gene, listening in Georgia. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Gene, a great show. Hey, thanks, great dude. Show. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I think that uh, we need to know how to fight that national service, and uh, we really under- need to understand jurisdiction. And 
I think Eric Williams is about the best jurisdictional expert that I know. I'm not sure what you're getting at, but we'll give you a chance to explain it here in a moment. So hang on. 800-259-9231. More with Gene. I'm not sure what the relevance is. These people believe they own you. It doesn't matter what, I don't know, jurisdiction. We'll see what he has to say. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. It's a live Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1 800 259 9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you, including our Shrine of Female listeners. You can head on over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see the ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. Brand new Shriners added just this week. Andrea and Jamie, you can see them. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to be part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny a piece. Do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different liberty sayings. You can check them out. And I sometimes enjoy just going, uh, breeding through the sayings, all of them, hundreds of them there. It's uh you know, while away the hours on the Internet. <laughs> you can check them out there and let your voice be heard at LibertyStickers.com. Also, if you have a band or company or some kind of special message that you want to put out, Liberty Stickers can create bumper stickers for you. They can do very small runs. They don't uh, you know, charge you for setting fees or anything like that like most bumper sticker companies do. They have a different technology. So if you have a company or a band or something like that, LibertyStickers.com can make stickers for you. Just go to LibertyStickers.com. They'll have a button there that will uh, lead you to the right place. Liberty Stickers. To the phones and the fun, your thoughts are welcome on whatever you want, whether it's national service or something else entirely. Lisa is with us listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to comment on the national service. I just feel like it's a it's a slippery slope, and that's probably where we're going to end up if, you know, if things continue a status quo. I just think the two parties are so close there pretty much the same party and with mm. different slivers here and there, but I don't know. I just feel like, and the government um, taking over the student loan industry, they you sure know, did, yeah. doesn't that, doesn't that, that scares me. I think when my children are older, um, you know, hopefully we can pay for their college, but if they need a loan, I, I just wonder what strings will be attached. And That's they said a great there'll point. be no strings attached. There's no strings attached, but who's to say what's going to happen in 15 years? You know, if you want a loan, fine, then, 
serve for your country for yep. six months or I think you a year really or whatever. Nailed it there. Yeah, a lot of financial experts have predicted that the student uh, that the student loan bubble is the next bubble to come along. By the way, uh, colleges their their prices go up. It's just incredible how much uh, kids are paying for college these days, and it's how much mm-hmm. it's incredible how much debt their parents and they are taking on. Some kids are walking out of college with forty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars um, in debt, with the expectation Jeez. that they're going to walk out and get a job in the field that they've studied. It's just many of them just don't. Them. Yeah, many of them. It not just, just many. Happen. The super majority mark are not getting jobs in the fields in which that they've studied for. It's, it's true. And what's so frightening is what's to say that the government and I and I fully expect this. I expected it when they took it over. There wasn't a very big uh, media on it. It was kind of yep. under the under the radar. I thought, you know, what if my kids need a loan? What are the strings going to be? What is the price going to be to get a student loan from the government? It would be really easy for them to say, well, we're for, we'll forgive you a few, you know, ten, ten or $20,000 on your loan if you just go ahead and sign up for this uh, this government program where we'll put yeah, you to or, work. Or what if, you know, you can, you can get a loan from the government, but you have to do X, Y, Z first. I don't think that's a big leap from where – I really nope, I, don't. I, I think you're totally right about that, that, and I think it'll tie right into some of their proposals. And I thank you for the call tonight. It sounds like there's some fun thank trouble you. there. Thanks for the call at 800-259-9231. It'll tie right into these uh, this suggestion by Senate – by Stanley McChrystal, this Af- Afghanistan general who's written up this opinion piece uh, for Newsweek, basically pushing the idea of national service, where he says that uh, you know that he wants to make sure it's voluntary. It's very important in his mind that this is voluntary, but that he wants to create incentives to make sure because he says it's voluntary but expected. Which is kind of a weird contradiction. Yeah. And well, he also says uh, things like obligated. You're obligated to yeah, do it. And that you must. And that yeah. we must. And et cetera and so on. And so, you know, that this is one of the proposals that will likely be made is that, well, you know, if, if, if somebody wants to go to college and, of course, they're constantly pushing the idea of college on young people in America as though it's actually worthwhile. And in many cases, it's not. But they're constantly indoctrinating young people into believing they must go to college. And, of course, as and, you're pointing piling out. piling up all that debt. I, you know, I think that you should go to college if you can get college for free. But uh, when you're talking about piling up all that debt, well, that's wait, something entirely different. Well, that's what they're going to do, Mark. They're going to say, well, you can go to college for free. Maybe they'll even let you go to college for free if you work for yeah. the government. For You may have to work for five years for the government to get free college. But you yeah, know, They call it the GI Bill. Yeah. But, well, this will be different, Mark. This isn't for GIs. This is for everyone. Mm. See, Mark, because some people have an objection to going to war. And so now the, the more uh, compassionate government will allow them to pack boxes or yeah, you they know, could just create shovel circumstances that other people have to go to war for. They could just shovel some dirt, Mark. They could do something that's you know, important to create their, their sense of, of uh, soaring national pride. Because as McChrystal points out in his article, it's not so much about the work they will be doing but about how they will change, how they will be sculpted. Mm-hmm. He wants to sculpt Americans into this, the, whatever this nationalistic view of uh, what the perfect serf citizen should be. And that's what part of this is, uh, is doing. I mean, it's not enough, apparently, that kids are subjected to 13 years of state indoctrination in the form of elementary, middle, and high schools. That's not enough. Now they have to work for the state full-time and receive a paycheck from the state in order to be good, good little citizens. Again, it'll be expected of you uh, to participate in national service, and they will make it very uncomfortable for you not to. If it's if they're going to be creating, or they'll just tell you you have to. I mean, you know, that's what the draft is. It's not like the government has never done this. Uh, You know, it's it's been within my lifetime that the government was telling people, "Look, you're going to have to fight, son, and if you don't like it, you're going to jail." That's what they did to Muhammad Ali. 
Let's continue taking your call. Scott is listening in Charleston to WVTS in uh, West Virginia. Hey, Scott. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Super. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, this got me to thinking. And when you were reading earlier, I was, I was, I don't know, I was visualizing Dudley Do Right, but with the McChrystal thing. But <laughs> anyway, um, you know, first off, they said that this is a voluntary thing. You know, income taxes started out as voluntary. They still call them voluntary. The we started with was voluntary, but I'll tell you where this thing really started. It has some of its roots in the school to work program. Do you guys are you guys familiar with that or uh, remember that? No, I'm not. What is that? Okay, well that was a program where I mean my mother was a school teacher, and I'm pretty much self educated. Uh, I own my own business here, but because uh, I just wanted to cut the cut the idiots off totally. But um, you sound but anyway, like a dissident. Uh, well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but uh, but no, uh, the school-to-work program was kind of a thing where you, you, you took a, a, a child in and you, 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 trained, you trained them in, in skills, you know, of, of like job skills or something of that nature. And it, you, it, was, it was put together in such a way that when they did the test, they could tell you what you were suited for. Oh, geez. Wow. And I remember my mother, you know, raised, she she didn't really raise hell about it, but, I mean, she was kind of like, this is a little bit scary. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. That's very central control sounding. I mean, it's not that they would force the kids into those vocations, but they were certainly trying to encourage them. I took something them. like that in high school. I remember taking something like that. And, you know, you're given that by an authority figure. It sounds very convincing. Mm. I and, should do this stuff. Right. You can better believe they'll be instituting things like that within this national service program. Okay, welcome to the national service program, kids. Now just take this test so we can figure out what to do with you. Thanks for uh, suggesting that, and thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Johnny, you're going to be cleaning out porta-potties. Uh, <laughs> Billy, you're going to be digging ditches. Now, we just need you to dig. It's not so important if you actually dig a ditch, because it's just about the work and not the project. It's more coming up. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. I mentioned earlier that we've got a weekday program. And uh, if you've missed it, if you maybe only hear this on Saturday nights on your local radio station, you can go to freetalklive.com and download as many shows as you'd like, going all the way back as late as 2006. The archives are right there at the top of the page. Click and download. They're yours. You can also subscribe to the podcast uh, and get, uh, get archives again way, way back. All totally free at freetalklive.com and thanks to HostGator. Yep. HostGator's a worldwide leader for web hosting, one of the big names in web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can uh, create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates, whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website. They offer unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, more than 4,500 free websites to uh, templates to choose from, 99.9% uptime guarantee, 45-day money-back guarantee, 24-7 technical support. And if you use the portal that we've created, hostgator.freetalklive.com, you'll get your first month completely free. It's hostgator.freetalklive.com. 
All right, so 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. National service, the general topic here tonight, but of course you are free to bring up anything that might happen to be on your mind. We've yet, Mark, to hear from somebody, and this is a surprise to me, that we've yet to hear from somebody who thinks national service is a super idea, like well, somebody that is jazzed up about all of the, uh, the people, the young I'll people you, in America working for the government for a year. I'll tell you why. The reason is, is because when we were, uh, we, we would bring this topic up when George Bush was president, people would be very excited about it because the Republicans were in charge and Republicans do good things when they're in the government. And so the Republicans would want to see the draft. Democrats, not nearly so pro-draft generally as Republicans. So now that we have a Democrat uh, in office, the Republicans are like, oh, you got to watch out for that federal government. They'll, mm. they're, they're, they're full of bad folks and they're dangerous, dangerous. And I think that that's really the, the zeitgeist right now. Maybe it's the Tea Party thing. And I really hope that that's the case, that America, that the ideas of freedom, at least in some limited capacity, are sweeping across America and hopefully around the world. I don't know what I think I, what I think is happening in, in the Middle East. I tend to think that that's just uh, folks that want more socialism taking to the streets. But, you know, hopefully it's about freedom. All right, so 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Michael listening in Myrtle Beach at the WRNN in South Carolina. Hello, Michael. How are you guys tonight? Hey, good. What's on your mind? Well, you know, let's talk about this situation here about, you know, the government trying to force people to work for Me, personally, I find it a good idea. Oh, good. Oh. And, and by the way, can you get away from your radio or turn it down or something like that? Uh, yes, sir. There I we go. myself in the background. Thank you. I appreciate so that. So why is it a good idea? Well, you know, I mean, personally, if you look at a few other countries in the world that do this situation here, such as Israel and some of your Scandinavian countries, it, it helps out. And me personally, I think we don't have enough patriotism here in our country in this day and age. And if you, if you get some of these tree-hugging hippies to actually do the job, maybe their mind will change. Okay, so um, the, the government's good at doing jobs? Not necessarily good. It depends on what job. I mean, if you've got to serve the military, then, you know, that's what I believe you have to do. I mean, you got the war in Iraq, for instance. Okay. You have people complaining, oh, we've lost 6,000 soldiers in however many years. Uh-huh. But now if you go back... Actually, I'm going to complain say, that they've lost uh, 125,000 civilians. That's what I'm going to complain okay. about. Okay. Well, now, fight that argument there. Look at uh, World War II, Vietnam, when millions of American lives were lost. In Vietnam? To a couple thousand. Hundred and some thousand American huh? lives are lost in Vietnam. Oh. Oh, no, I'm, not, I'm not talking about American lives. I'm talking about lives in Iraq, in a country that, was, that, didn't, uh, that didn't do anything to threaten the United States and so therefore had no reason no. For, for the United States to go in and then kill 125,000 people, according to well, their own Iraq, conservative estimate. Iraq, I, I, to an extent, I agree with you with the war in Iraq. It was kind of a pointless thing that we got draw ourselves drawn but into. It's good for the tree hugging hippies. It's good for the tree-hugging hippies to see bloating bodies in the sun. That will teach them not to vote for Democrats, right? Wait a minute. Let's focus back on (laughs) – I'm a little lost here. Let's focus back on the idea of national service because maybe you don't understand what's been proposed. And let me clarify just in case maybe you didn't hear it or somebody out there didn't. The idea is not to draft everyone into the military. Uh, That will be something that people could do is they could join the military. 
but they could also join a variety of other uh, you know, governmental organizations, or maybe it will be one main governmental bureaucracy like the National Service Corps or something like that. And uh, they will essentially be assigned to whatever arbitrary uh, dis- you know, dis- decisions the head bureaucrats, central planners uh, make as far as where people should be allocated to do whatever make-work jobs they've created. So Just like the military. You, give, you, you tell them what you want to do, and they assign you to something else. So that's what you support, right? You support national service in that aspect? In that aspect, yes, but then like you guys are talking, you know, if, if, if you get me in there to serve mandatory my country, whatever job they put me at, and if they're going to help pay for college, then by all I agree with it, but then, like you said, it comes to the line of the GI bills. I mean, I actually have friends of mine who served in the military and tried to get into college and could not get into college for some fact that, oh, even though the government guaranteed them such an amount of money, they basically screwed them in the butt. So, wait a minute. So, you, you're actually admitting that the government is full of crap when it you know, kind of proffers this idea that you'll get to go to college for free and it's just so easy. Just join the military, but that they've screwed people over because you're not the first person we've heard that from. Oh, I mean, you so know, you know they screw people over, but yet you think it's great for Americans to go and work for the government. If if that's what it takes to bring our patriotism back to our if country, if that's what that's it takes what it to takes. bring patriotism back, what is the value? Well, isn't in- patriotism, according to what you're saying here, isn't patriotism a blind allegiance to an organization that is inefficient um, and uh, does stupid, reckless things with people's lives? Well, I'm talking on that aspect, well, then look at Mr. Obama. I mean, the that guy didn't answer the question. Okay, so it's a yes things. or no question. It's a yes or no question, right? <laughs> I don't, yeah, there's no reason to bring I, politics into this. Right. Mr. Obama agreed with Mr. No John McCain <laughs> on this. They both love national service. So, you know, that did not answer the question. Mark, can you re-ask the question? So, if patriotism is good, then why are you saying that the government is inefficient and uh, you know ruins people's lives, offers them things that they don't give? That they're I, you know apparently you think the government's full of a bunch of liars and thieves. I would agree with you. However, where does patriotism jibe with that? Isn't the government the organization that sort of uh, stands for the nation? Well, yes. Okay. I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it seems to me that patriotism is not going to be necessarily brought uh, brought up by going into the military. If what they're going to see once they get there is that the government is going to treat them poorly, it's going to tell them lies it's not going to fulfill. It's not just the military. I mean, this what, is, well, what you're then, talking about the, is going to destroy patriotism. If you want to bring well, patriotism— The government needs to—, the government needs to um give us a way to put more to put everything down in more concrete form, saying that if you do this, this, and this, then we will pay for your school. You know, they need, they need to make it more concrete then. I see. You're saying make the rules uh, more understandable. I mean, sure, that'd be nice, but that's not in their best interest. <laughs> they don't want to make it well, so you no, can understand their system. But, yet, you know, you really need to focus on what you're saying here because you are contradictory, I think, contradictory to some extent, that you believe that the government has screwed people over, but at the same time you think that people working for the government will restore patriotism. What does, that, what does it mean to be patriotic to you? I mean, you love your country. You know, does that mean time, you weigh well, – clarification, does loving your country mean to you the same thing as loving your government? No, it does not. Hmm. So why would working for the government make it so you loved your country? You know, that's a good argument Thank there. you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. It wasn't an argument. It was just a question. Yeah, thank th- Yeah, thank God. I mean, you know, this could be such a difficult conversation to have. You know, it's so easy for people to lob the, 
you hate America bomb at us. And, you know, it's it, it basically become a religion in this country that you've got to love America. And I'm not saying that I don't love America. I'm not exactly sure what that means. What I know I don't love is the crap that Washington, whether it's run by Democrats or Republicans, mm. has been heaping into our lives. You, If you want it in your life, that's fine. But I don't particularly want it in me and mine. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely right. And it's very common for people to conflate without realizing they're doing it because they've been hearing it in the news media and they've been hearing it at the government schools that they went to that the government is the country or America is the government or we are the government. And no, the government's a group of men and women who use the threat of force and actual force to get their way from other people that they typically don't know. And uh, I don't want anything to do with them. 800-259-9231. But I love the idea of freedom. It's free talk live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian and Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free there. So enjoy those. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for accessing their sites. We do it for free. Now, there are ways for you to kind of pay us back for that if you feel so inclined. You can uh, shop with us, for instance. Now, the shopping situation has changed a little bit with Free Talk Live. Maybe the last time you heard the show was on Saturday night, so you need to know what's, what's different. If you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you'll see different countries there. United States, UK, uh, there's uh, Germany, and Canada. And those are the different Amazons for each one of those areas. And so you can actually enter Amazon through any one of those links, depending on where you are. And then a percentage or a portion of your purchase, when you enter through those through one of those links, will go to Free Talk Live. So you're getting the shopping done that you need to do, the stuff that you want, the stuff you need. You can get it through Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer. And you can feel good because not only are you getting a great price and delivery to your door and maybe even free Super Saver shipping on a lot of their brand new items, uh, but you're also helping Free Talk Live. So start your shopping through shop.freetalklive.com. And also on shop.freetalklive.com, you'll find a couple of links to Newegg. So if you're buying computer parts or other electronics that, for whatever reason, aren't at, uh, at Amazon, you can buy them through Newegg. And then uh, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund will get a portion of that sale. So lots of uh, useful affiliate links that help us and allow you to get the shopping done you need to do at shop.freetalklive.com. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections or accounts receivable, Try SACL CAI. SACL CAI and the principal over there, Jason Osborne, have been big supporters of Free Talk Live for a very long time. SACL CAI does collections. They do early out billing. They purchase charged off receivables. They take care to treat your customers with respect because they know that not only do you want to have your your invoices fulfilled, but you want to keep your clients, too. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page at Free Talk Live. Sickle, C-A-I. We are talking about the idea of national service, and uh, it is a horribly frightening Orwellian concept, very nationalistic-based. It appeals to the idea of patriotism or nationalism. It appeals to the suggestion that doing good work means working for the government. 
And I am sorry, but that is not the case. In fact, doing good means doing what you feel is right and getting out there and working in your own community and working with uh, local organizations or national or whatever you feel like you should do. Whatever you feel called to do is what is the right thing to do, in my opinion. Maybe you'll make a mistake and you'll realize, well, that wasn't the right thing. Maybe I should do something else. But, but ultimately, individuals making those individual choices, thousands upon millions upon billions of choices, is the way for resources to be allocated. And the government would suggest turning that completely on its head and say, no, no, we'll decide what to do with you. We'll let you fill out a survey so we can figure out what you're best at, but we're going to decide. You come in, you work for us for this national service program when you turn 20 or 17 or whatever arbitrary age they decide to choose. We will assign you to a task, and you will do it, and you will feel pride swelling within your heart. You will feel like you're an American because you're doing what you're told. And that really seems twisted, doesn't it? I, I don't feel like America's about doing what you're told. I think it's about doing what, um, you know, <laughs> um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness doesn't sound like doing what you're told to Let's me. Let's go to your thoughts. Amir is listening in Charleston to WVTS. Hello, Amir, listening uh, in South Carolina. Amir, in South Carolina? Came in or, late. Excuse me, uh, West Virginia, on, rather. On the, My apologies. No, I'm from uh, Charleston. Yeah, Charleston, West Virginia, right? Charleston. No, Charleston, South Carolina. Ah, see, this is confusing. We've got uh, Charleston. I'm here, I'm, I'm here from Spartanburg for the weekend, but I, 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 I was, I did live in Charleston. All right, South then you're Carolina. listening to well, WSC, I think, and thank you for that. So go ahead, sir. Yeah, 94.3. Well, you know, I came in late to this, but you know, my comment is about the, uh, you know, uh, is in addition to this issue regarding education, uh, and the fact, you know, I listened to a lecture by a man named John Taylor Gatto, mm. G-A-T-T-O, about two years ago on the subject of education. He was a New York City school teacher for 30 years, and he was uh, the city teacher of the year three times, and he was the state teacher in 91. Mm-hmm. And with that title, he resigned from teaching and wrote an article in the op-ed of the Wall Street Journal admitting to the crimes that he had committed by not following state and federal guidelines in his class and devising a, a curriculum that was specific to the students and their needs. And, and it wasn't until after he left teaching that he had a chance to research where our current form of compulsory schooling, he calls it forced schooling, you know, comes from. And it's only 125 years old. Prior to that, you know, prior to that for the last 5,000 years, we used another way to educate ourselves. And, and he says, don't make the, the mistake to equate schooling and education. And, 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 you know, it's absolutely it's right. It's indoctrination. How did you come it's across indoctr- him? It's, How did indo- you- it's indoctrination. And he, he wrote three books, one called Dumbing Us Down, The Hidden Curriculum of Compulsory Schooling. He wrote Weapons of Mass Instruction, and he wrote The Underground History of American Education. But he, and he, I believe, he, by he, the he, way, just to interject here, I believe at least one of those books is available, maybe more than one, is available in total in free, for free on his website at johntaylorgato.com. Right. And, 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 you know, his argument is that, you know, we, we've just foisted this uh, notion that, you know, kids, you know, people have to be a certain age to start contributing. And, you know, prior to 100 years ago, you know, compulsory schooling, you know, uh, you know World War One, World War Two, only 25 percent of the population really went beyond grade school. But people with grade school educations went on to be doctors, lawyers, engineers, generals. What, uh, you know, what have you, and uh, the wealthiest nation in the world, 
still uses that system. The wealthiest, most cohesive community within the United States, the Amish, still use that. They fought compulsory schooling all the way to the Supreme Court in 1976, Yoder versus Wisconsin. And Amish kids only have to go to school till eighth grade, but K through eight, to teach public school to them, they have to be approved by the Amish council. And, and you know, essentially he says that our school system, and he looks up the history of the two, you know, architects, James Conant, who was a Harvard president for 30 years, and Alexander Ingalls, uh, who is a, a professor at Harvard, and the yearly lecture on education is in his name, the Ingalls lecture for the last 70 years. And, uh, you know, he came across, uh, he did research on who these two people were prior to finding a book that took him two years to find uh, called The Child, the Parent, and the State, in which Engels talks about what the true purposes of school are. But he really talks about the fact that this whole issue of childishness is what we promote, and that 12 years of a jail sentence in public schools, which I was, you know, I, I had tears running down <laughs> My, uh, my face when I first heard this lecture two years ago, I mean, I'm 44 years old, but, you know, 12 years of going through the school system here really, com you know, you just, you turn out incomplete people. It does damage. Who, and, you know, it's funny, it we were just talking you. about, we were just talking about John Taylor Gatto last night on this program. In fact, he came up here to New Hampshire to speak at the Liberty Forum. I think it was a two or, two or three years ago. And he's, he's getting up in the years. Uh, he's right. not, not so much of a public speaker anymore, but his books are still, you know, spot on. This guy knows what he's talking about. He knows, and it's exactly what you're saying. It's a system designed. And, 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 the, and the public schools, essentially, you know, government and market research cannot predict what an educated diversified population will do. And that's what we used to be. You know, our, that literacy rates have gone down since compulsory schooling began. And, and uh, compulsory schooling started in Massachusetts with the first state where they forced kids to go to school. At the, the, the holdouts in Massachusetts, those kids were, were, were marched to school under, under guard to, to fill the schools. So, but now we, we just accept you know, we send our kids to public school without knowing anything. He said, other than by chance, you know, nothing about the school teachers or the administrators or anything like that. And if you were to have suggested something like this two or three hundred years ago, they would have raced you to the nearest tree and hung you or burned you for the suggestion of you sending your children to these people who you know nothing about and you have no idea who set up their curriculum. And he equates it, too, with the obesity uh, it's laziness you know, is what it is. And, hey, well, and Amir, thank you for the call tonight. I really appreciate hearing from you. It's, it's laziness, and this is one of the things that the government wants to cultivate in people. It wants you to, uh, to essentially abdicate uh, your responsibility to it, yes. to them, and say, look, uh, okay, you just take care of my kids. You take care of my retirement. You take care of me. The nanny state wants you to be a little chirp, chirping, innocent baby bird, helpless baby bird with your mouth wide open, just taking whatever it is that it feeds you. That's right. And that guy, by the way, spot to, on with if his... If you try to get out there and you try to make your own way in the world, that's when they slap these confiscatory taxes on you. If you decide, well, I'm not going to do anything, they give you a bunch of free stuff and take care of you. Yeah, what they, kind of backwards notion is this? They want to plug you into a system, and that's what Taylor Gatto, John Taylor Gatto points out, and it's G-A-T-T-O, by the way. Uh, that's what John Taylor Gatto points out in his book, one of, at least one of his books. But one of his themes is that uh, you know the system is designed to create drones. It's, to, it's designed to create people who will plug in and be cogs in this system and not really think outside the box. People and not that will advocate uh, passionately against people who talk out against a public school system. Yep, and they won't be entrepreneurs, and they won't learn how to uh, critically think and create. And Hour 3 is coming up. You can take control. Free time. 
Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Janiel Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Visit Porkfest.com today. Early bird registration is just $25 for the whole week. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And we've been talking about uh, this national service situation, which has reared its ugly head again uh, with Stanley McChrystal, an American general, writing in Newsweek and uh, basically getting people ready for this. He's uh, putting the idea out there into people's heads that it's a good thing to work for the government. We need to restore America's sense of patriotism and have them work for the state for a year. Uh, put every young person in America in service positions where some you know, central bureaucracy will decide what they'll do and, uh, and what they will spend their time on for however many arbitrary months or years they end up deciding to force kids into this. Oh, wait, no, they won't force kids. It's going to be voluntary. Well, voluntary with what they call incentives. It'll be voluntary but expected, they say. But there'll be incentives to uh, ensure that you'll want to work for the National Service Program, like maybe the incentive of going to college. Or the incentive of graduating from high school, or the incentive of getting a college loan, or something like that. That these things haven't been ironed out quite yet. Or maybe the incentive of being able to work in America. I don't know. Who knows what they'll come up with? You're already. I think you have to be in high school to to get your driver's license under the age of eighteen or something. So you know, as they get their little claws further and further, as the roots dig deeper uh, of the of the state, you know, the the more areas of your life they intrude. So let's go to your thoughts. You can also bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind. Matt is listening in Phoenix, Arizona. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. How are you doing, guys? Hey, Matt. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I read the Newsweek article, and um, it's it's pretty sad. And I was looking at the comments um, oh, and online, the comments, and I had something to say. Um, uh, somebody on here said uh i'll just read a sentence to those that are freaked out hey can you just real quick like like, i don't know back away from your phone mic a little bit or not breathe right into it there's a real bad popping sound with your with your phone well not that far away not that like maybe not talk right into the microphone of your phone no it's awful okay it's good yeah maybe maybe a little better a little closer okay so it says to those that are freaked out about any notion of requiring service chill out uh, young Americans are overwhelmingly interested in serving even full time. And hello, 
I think he's. Are you still there? Sorry, yeah. you got you got cut off there. Can it's you like try a commercial for Skype? Yeah, this isn't working too well. Uh, keep keep one more try. Go ahead. Okay, so they're talking about. Um, hold on, I can turn something off. It's long well, we don't really have now. time for configuration, dude. You, so you need talking, to get it out there. Okay, so they're talking about um, the idea that they have to force people to do something because it's popular and people want to do that. And I've just noticed that that's very common um, contradiction with the government is they say. We need to have this program because everyone want everyone wants this service. So if everyone wanted it, why do you need to force it? So that's all. No I doubt, to bring Matt. Up. Thank but, you for the. Were you calling with Skype to, tonight? By the way. Yeah, I just I had a video on in the background with no, and I forgot it was on. So yeah, that, okay. Thank me. you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. As we continue here, let's talk to Patrick listening. In Richmond, uh, Patrick, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, how are you tonight? Hey, great. Uh, you're in Richmond, Virginia. I am. All yeah, right. I am. I am uh, totally, totally against this. As a matter of fact, I guess I'm. I'm. I'm 49 years old. Um, I um, I'm. I'm just really against anything that our government tries to do, other than military, keep us safe. And my infrastructure, as far as the federal government goes, uh, they need to get rid of the Department of Education. In fact, I would submit to you that. Because they got involved in the Department of Education to begin with, uh, it's why it's so unaffordable and it's why it's so screwed up on the state levels. And I would say you're right else. on the part about the Department of Education. Certainly all the evidence shows that as soon as the federal government got in, things started to get much progressively worse with the education system. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But let, let me ask you this. If you could uh, p- push a button and get rid of all the, de- you know, the government departments that you think are just terrible, and at the same time you had to get rid of the military too, would you do it? No, sir. Oh, so well, you, you like ha- you like having well, no, no, a big no. government military, then, right? I, I do not. I do not. But we got to have a military. Uh, well, I, why can't I, you I just do. provide your own defense and get together with other people on a consensual basis? Why do you have to, uh, you know, have um, a tax-based uh, military? Sir, I take back what I said. I'm absolutely in favor of that. I'm absolutely in favor of that. In fact, I got my own guns. I, I take care of my own, just like I teach my own children. Right. That sounds uh, good to, to be me patriot. because it, uh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad the we nation can... was built on militias, and that was the idea: was that uh, right. you know the, the citizen militias would uh, protect this country. Right. Well, I'm glad we can agree yeah. on that because it seems to me that the military is going around stirring up hornets' nests around the world and making everybody in this country dramatically less safe. So actually, not having a government military and actually having individuals coming together for their own defense would be the most, I think successful way to provide for defense and also be safe at the same time don't you think i do i agree with that i agree with that other than the military i think everything our government has touched uh whether it be uh health care uh education look at the overregulating that they do they're, they're strangling our energy policy as we speak and they're they're just because of their over overregulation and their the, the corporate tax is so high uh they're they're the ones that are forcing jobs out of our country not the not the the businesses it's That's the true. government you're right about you that know? absolutely and, and every- true but when you say everything but the military it just it, it draws me back to it you no, think that the government has been efficient in its uh you know using of the military um i i think that 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 our military is the strongest military in the world oh, no no and, doubt that about doesn't it doesn't mean that doesn't answer right. the question well, the government can build a school building they'll just build it for triple uh what it costs to uh right. to, to, right. to do I so agree. and if I you've agree. been in the military and i don't know if you have i mean there's no way for me to know many people i talk to in the military say that the government is the most that that the military is one of the most non-functioning bureaucracies that they've ever seen it's like they're the post amazed office that with- they can get anything done i like what harry brown says he said he calls it the post office with fatigues 
Thanks, another one. <laughs> Thanks for There's the call another. tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Sure, it's a true statement. The U.S. government's military is the biggest military in the world. It's the most super-powered military in the world. No doubt those are all true statements. But look at them. They're up against a band of ragtag insurgents in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, and they're not having the easiest time. So, you know, even though they're the biggest, baddest military, doesn't mean a whole lot when it comes to fighting somebody on their home turf and invading another person's uh, home uh, homeland, essentially, and, and what they'll do to defend themselves. And I'd also like to point out the bigger the government bureaucracy that you have, the easier it is to take over your nation. If you want to take over the United States, all you've got to do is take over Washington, D.C., and then they'll say, well, you know, we're in charge. And that's how I guess, you know, it's it's less so true in the United States because we have uh, 50 other states and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, many, many nations, all you have to do is take over Baghdad and then you've got the country. Hey, we've got the country. That's how it is in Afghanistan. They've got Kabul or whatever the, the capital over there is. And they say, well, you know, they, they've, put, they've put their little, little, little sock puppet in charge and they say, he's the, he's the president of the country. He doesn't run that country. He, he's like a mayor of the town he's in. I mean, nobody in the eastern Afghanistan is listening to that guy, uh, Hamid Karzai. Nobody's listening to that guy. Let's continue with your thoughts. John is listening in Myrtle Beach to WRNN. Hello, John. Hello. Hey, John, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, what's going on? Look, I agree with you, man. You know, the whole National Service thing, it's kind of like Hitler in his brown shirts. I think that's going to become the future mentality. It could become the uh, the the watchful eyes of the coming administrations, you know, policing on a civilian level. In fact, you're right about that. They have suggested they want the National Service Corps, or whatever it ends up being called, to be as large as the military and all based here. Exactly. But now, let me ask you a question. You, you I can tell... Um, you've got a little dissent with the military. But what do you think about the National Guard? No, no, I have dissent. I have dissent. Let me make let's let me clear the air here. I have dissent when it comes to forcing people to pay for products and services they're not interested in. And uh, okay, that's well, what they what that's what the government does. Insurance on your car. I, mean, I live in New that, Hampshire where I'm not forced to do that. I do that on my yeah, own. Yeah, we live in New Hampshire. That, you know, we're not forced to carry insurance on the car. I've got insurance on my car. Lots of, Everybody I know has insurance on their car. People do it voluntarily because they want themselves protected. I'll tell you what, John, you had a short uh, short amount of time to make your thoughts, uh, get your thoughts out, so I'll uh, bring you back here if you'd like. More with John in a moment. 800-259-9231, the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Tollhouse Refrigerated Cookie Dough. Who would you bake some love for? Find fun and easy baking ideas at tollhouse.com. Kids love doing arts and crafts projects, especially when you join in. Try channeling all that artistic energy into the kitchen and bake up some creative treats together. Think of your art supplies as the frosting, sprinkles, and decorating gels, and use cookies or cupcakes as your canvas. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. And joining you tonight, it's Ian and Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on our site completely free. So enjoy those. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Valentine's Day is coming up, guys. 
get creative, give Georgia's famous baklava. It's uh, walnut pastry with over 50 layers of melt-in-your-mouth phyllo. All the ingredients are premium and natural to ensure only the best taste. It's shipped in a special container, Priority Mail, so it gets to you fast, fresh, and delicious. Your loved one will love Georgia's Famous Baklava, hopefully as much as I do. It's Georgia's Famous Baklava. Order it by February the 8th in order to make sure that you have it by Valentine's Day. And you can find it at mandrik.com, M-A-N-D-R-I-K.com. There's no C in mandrik, mandrik.com. So I uh, suggested John hang through the break. He did drop off the line, unfortunately. Shoot. But his uh, point in calling in was to ask us, well, you, you've got a problem with the military. What about the National Guard? And and I kind of ducked the question by saying, well, I have a problem with, with stealing from people. I have a problem with coercion. I have a problem with forcing people to pay for products and services they disagree with. And that includes the National Guard. Well, I have a problem with the National Guard in that it was originally militias that were under the control of the governor. However, the, the federal government basically stepped in and turned them in to reserve branches for the army and that's not what they are intended to be and they've turned into that many states national guard are over in iraq right now so uh, you know, and oftentimes you don't even have national guard on duty in the in, in state they've, they've got so many of them over over there so i think that the national guard has like so many other programs been corrupted by the federal government well it does what government uh, government programs do which is consolidate power and, and expand and yeah and, and centralize so let's continue with your thoughts your calls and go to i believe jim is listening in tallahassee florida to wfla fm hello jim Jim, Tallahassee. Yes, I'm calling a reference uh, selective service, which requires only males sign up. And if you don't sign up when you're 18, you're subject to a $250,000 fine, possibly jail, and no government loans of any kind, mm-hmm. especially student loans. Do you think so, they know I mean, that I'm you don't what? sign up? Yeah, they send it to you with, by, by name when you, when you turn 18. Right. I'm they, sorry, go ahead with your point you, uh, that you're making there. Well, my, my point is that we're already basically by law told we have to be available to serve uh, or we might go to jail. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty scary, fine. huh? And on, only males are subject to that. So I think it's exceptionally discriminatory on that. Well, absolutely right. There's no doubt. Um, however, this new national service program that they're talking about, you can better believe that uh, 100% of Americans will be uh, subject to this one. They're going to be expanding uh, that out and they'll be enslaving absolutely everybody. Well, at least they don't want me anymore. I served in Vietnam already, so. Well, don't be, well, <laughs> hold, hold on probably. now. Don't get too, <laughs> too, too ahead of yourself. It's true that most of the proposals involving national service have involved teenagers. But that doesn't mean that they don't have it in their heads to create a senior corps where those of you who are retired, you've got all kinds of time on your hands. You could just come work for the government. During the Iraq War, I remember they they, they redrafted a 70-year-old doctor. Um, I don't think they knew he was 70, but uh, hey, you know, that's the government no, for I think you. They did. I wasn't aware of that one. But yeah, yeah. yeah I, I guess I could serve somewhere. I, I'm not going to be of any help, but I could serve. Would, would you feel good about that? Well, heck, uh, yeah, in a way, because it's going to take them so much medical expenses to take care of me that I kind of feel like I'm breaking out ahead on the whole deal. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Uh, I hate talk- the term serve when it's talking about uh, having to do something for the government. It's yep. not service if you've got to do it. It's not service if you get paid for it. Mm-hmm. It's not service if somebody else is forced to pay for it. Let's go to uh, Dave in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Hey, yo, you guys, how you doing? Hey, were your ears burning earlier tonight? Somebody called in about I, you. Yeah, I tuned in just when the guy was talking. I didn't know what he was talking about. The he guy. just he was just trying to appreciate you, Dave. That's all. Go ahead with your thoughts right. tonight. Hey, uh, there's nothing wrong with the education system, man. It's a good taxpayer ripoff, man. It works great. It works great if you're in the teachers union, I suppose, yeah. or is it administrative bureaucrat? Government and it's corrupt to the max, man. They're ripping it off left and right. It, it does what it's supposed to do. And that uh, job service. I put it right in the same ballpark as the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act? Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's quite the same. The Patriot Act, they are... The Patriot Act, they put the name on the Patriot Act just to make it sound like it's a Patriot Act, but who's the terrorist all of a sudden? All of us, right? Yeah, they're they're appealing to nationalism in both cases. You are correct. It's the Nazification of the USA is how I see it. It's interesting that it's the third reference now we've heard tonight uh, from three different callers that this is, you know, Nazi-related or or Hitler-esque. I'm 55 years old, man. I watched all the Nazi movies. I watched the History Channel and stuff. You you watch it. We're doing the same thing, you know? Yep. Well, well the same, I'm not so doing it, it, but they are. The same thing Pretty that was soon. done to the average citizen. There were certainly some aspects of the citizenry that got it a lot worse. And then... Well, patriot, then nationalism, it's all, it's all Nazi, man. I, I thought, you know, that Americans were hip to that, but they're falling right nope, into nope, the No, no, they've, they've gone to the government indoctrination camps, and you're right, they have fallen in. I thank you, Dave, and I appreciate it. I want to say, oh, say that cannabis is the spearhead <laughs> to liberty because it will feed you, clothe you, house you, and make fuel for you and keep you free from big oil because the oil companies are the banks the banks are the insurance companies and the insurance companies rule you thank you dave i appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 as uh, matthew pointed out earlier tonight we've heard it before but i don't mind hearing it again he's great at that yeah because every time he goes through the list you you think to yourself feed you clothe you but, uh, you know, give you uh, energy. You know, you just think about the list and it's true. Yeah. You know, hemp, hemp is true. an amazing plant and it was grown for, for, you know, centuries. And then, you know, this whole marijuana thing came along and then caught hemp up in it. These lawmakers had no idea that hemp and <laughs> marijuana were the same thing. Yeah. And now the DEA is such a large bureaucracy, they would never even look at legalizing a plant that the majority of Americans under the age of 65 have smoked. Well, they'd have to admit they were wrong, Mark, and you know, government people don't like to do that very much. They'd just rather continue their destructive policies. Yeah, It's, it's not about being wrong, it's about being paid. One eight, well, they could still get paid um, and change. They, they, could, they could find something to <laughs> yeah, do, Mark. Yeah, you're right. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, they could just send all those DEA bureaucrats out to shake people down on the street to make sure that the you know the, they're, not, they're not smuggling in Mexicans or something. Let's go to uh, Mike in Charleston, South Carolina, listening to WSCFM. Hey Hello. guys. Hey Mike. Hey guys. Hey. Oh, hey. hey uh, love the show, man. But uh, just wanted to disagree with you on the military. Okay, go for um, it. All right. Well, here's the problem I see, man. As a avid, you know, follower of history, um, I, you know, there's just uh, too many other power-hungry mofos out there that would look at a weak military and go, God, man, they're just ripe for the plucky. Well, you know, I mean, I guess I'd like to the great the- Napoleon, Adolf Hitler, mm-hmm. all those guys didn't just disappear off the face of the earth, and they love the idea of invading a country 
with a militia. Well, uh, I, I know that with an untrained army. I'll bring, bring you this. back. Hang, hang on. I want to. Yeah, definitely want to talk about this because I don't think history bears out what he's saying. What about Switzerland? Let's talk about that. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Or what the famous, uh, I guess, a famous quote from a Japanese uh, general during World War II as to why he wouldn't invade the mainland. I'd like to talk about what Smedley Butler said on this topic, too. Also, we'll all do that coming up here in moments. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can, again, bring up anything you want. That's the point of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Hey, if you've got a smartphone, you can go to m.freetalklive.com to access our mobile site. It's a quick access to our live streams and podcast at m.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all kinds of journalism and public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. This could be the really the answer for a college student who's uh, looking for a job this summer. It's not going to be the easiest thing to, to find in this economy. LibertarianInternships.com. For more information, you can sign up there to receive updates and reminders. It's LibertarianInternships.com. This great opportunity. Uh, graduates have gone on to ABC's 2020, The Financial Times, Washington Post, Cato Institute, and more. LibertarianInternships.com. So we've been talking about national service, which kind of led into a uh, – which is an idea to enslave all Americans, work for the government in various different ways, not just the military. But uh, that led into a discussion about the military and how it's completely unnecessary. In fact, it actually makes – us more vulnerable. It actually uh, makes it more dangerous to live here because they're going around stirring up hornets' nests around the world. And uh, we've got Mike, I think, still with us, listening in Charleston, yeah, South Carolina, here. to WSCFM. Uh, Mike, welcome back. Now you had come hey. on with the point tonight that uh, well, without a strong military, then Genghis Khan and his ilk will come over here and you know just run roughshod all over the country. And uh, there was a couple couple of things we wanted to say in response to that, and we'll let you you know come back with whatever you need to. But the okay, first the first thing I'd like to point out is uh, I believe it was Hitler who called Switzerland the little porcupine. Why is that, Mark? Well, because in Switzerland, every male is a part of the military and they have a gun in their home. And I'm not saying I believe in conscription or anything like that, but that's the way it is. Um, they, you know, when everybody's armed, then, and, and by the way, in America, there are more guns than there are people. Um, when everybody's armed, it's darn difficult to take the uh, the country over. Or even when a good portion of people are armed. That's sure. why it's a lot more difficult for, say, violent crime to happen here in New Hampshire 
than it is in New York City. Because in New Hampshire, you can own a gun, you can carry a gun, you can carry it openly, not a problem. Uh, the only requirement they have here is that if you want to get a concealed, it's a what they call a shall issue, which I have a problem with that. I think they should abolish it and let anybody carry anything like they do in Vermont. But New Hampshire, Vermont, Alaska are some of the safest places to live per capita, and it's because of the availability of uh, of the, the availability to defend oneself, to to have firearms and uh, and to act in one's own defense. Whereas places like New York City and Chicago, Washington D.C. have severe uh, firearms restrictions, and similarly they have uh, big crime problems. So you know that's the same thing that would happen on a nationwide scale if you actually got rid of the military. Go ahead with your thoughts, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. I was actually talking to my little kid. He's demanding that I cut the TV on for him. Uh, <laughs> at any rate, uh, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, yes, okay, maybe Switzerland managed to stay out of World War One and World War Two, Unbelievably so. And it was very, very close, actually. I was actually looking at reading Wikipedia right now how absolutely a, a hair's line they managed to stay out of it. And maybe it is because the citizenship is armed. However, I don't necessarily would consider handguns and shotguns and hunting rifles much of a defense against tanks. So get a tank. Why don't you get together with your like-minded brethren and get yourself a tank and jet? I would love to have a tank and a jet. But see, there's also a couple other things that you have to do. You have to actually train how to fly the jet. You have to actually have right, training. So do that, how dude. What, I'm not saying you can't have your training and have your little uh, military. Just do it on your own and do it on a consensual basis. Have there's a lot of people out there that think like you, right? I mean, there are a lot of people that are into the military and the training and the jets and the no, tanks and all man, of that. I'm not into. Uh, hold on for a second, guys. Hold on. No, you have to understand something. I'm not into the military, but there are people I, who I are. Am such a, I'm such an individualist. I would have a very hard time in the military. Uh, you know, however, look, I got you, man. Uh, I'm I'm, all I'm telling you is there are people out there who are into this and let them come together and figure out how they, you know, want to, sure. what kind of things they want to buy. And I just don't want to pay for it. I'm not interested in paying for the tools of saying. death, dude, because I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second, guys. I understand what you're saying. Now, uh, people don't change and, and history seems to repeat itself. And if you look at Greece, for an example. The Greeks were the same way you guys feel. Now, they were a true democracy where they would all get together and they would vote. And a lot of generals would find themselves upon returning from the field of battle uh, not allowed to enter into Greece again because the people had voted them to be banished from Greece. Uh, now, one of, the, one of the interesting things that, that actually saved Greeks uh, from the Persian invasion was there was a general that understood that Persia was going to invade. And he also understood that the Greeks were not going to spend a dime of their own money and bring, uh, building a Greek navy. Okay, they didn't want to. They didn't want to have the government take their money. And so what he did was actually get in front of the Greeks and he lied. He told them that the invasion was imminent, even though he only had a hunch and a suspicion. He told them and produced all these fake documents that at any day the Persians were going to burn Greece to the ground and everything else. And so the Greeks actually gave him and the government all this money and he built a navy. And it saved Greece, because just about two years later, the Persians invaded, and if you know, I'm sure the Greeks had fishing boats and shit that they could Oh, we're going to let you go. Shoot. Thank and, you for the call. I appreciate uh, uh, hearing from you tonight. Can't let you do that on yeah. national radio. I apologize. You know, a great call and a great caller. Um, I'm not going to you know, uh, try to say that he wasn't. So he was passionate. He yeah, let something slip. He's making he's making the point that uh, you know a standing military is an important aspect to a free country, and 
you know, there are examples out there in history where that's true. But what you've got to understand is that we don't do things the way that we used to in history. Things have changed. Um, you know, there's technology, stuff's different. And what I guess we're asking here is not that we necessarily have a militia, although I think a militia is largely what is necessary to keep us, all that's necessary to keep us free, but that if people want to do, you know, protective services and things like that, that they should be able to do them in the marketplace. Absolutely. I'd like to point out, since he gave some historical examples, I'll go ahead and do that too. That in the case of Ireland, that the Irish Republican Army did all of its fundraising basically in Boston, uh, but in in Massachusetts and funded its war on England over a couple of decade period through voluntary funding that um, uh, uh, Armenia, there was a war, I think it was just after World War One. I, I might, it might have been just after World War Two, but I think it was just after World War One. All of their fundraising was done right here in the United States by Armenians that were passionate about liberty for their homeland. They did all that fundraising. But Mark, it's so much easier to just steal money from it's, people. That's true in any government program. Any one of them that you pick, it's easier to feed the poor by pointing guns at people and taking their money. But it's and not as effective. A, and t- right, it's not as effective. Take a look at the 70 cents on every uh, well Welfare dollar is spent on middle-class government bureaucrats giving them jobs. Imagine if the military was as efficient as so many of these not-for-profits that actually feed feed people with uh, you know with ten cents on uh, you know less than ten cents of the dollar going to be as efficient as uh, various different businesses that you're familiar with. I mean, right, it, you, you know the the folks out there that believe that the military that the government it's so important that the government should uh, should fund it. Also, will admit that the government is uh, inefficient; that it, you know, often uh, tends to grow into things that it was never supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. So, why in the world would you want to turn something as important as this nation's protection over the to o- the government? The only answer to that question is because it's always been that way, Mark. That's really the answer because it's always been that way. But what we're operating Butler- with a constitution that is more than two hundred years old. Back when people had to travel around on the backs of horses, you mentioned. I during- mean, no wonder we had a representative democracy at that time. We don't need that crap anymore well, during the break you mentioned something about smedley butler yeah smedley, smedley butler the two-time medal of honor winner the general during he was a general during world war one and i think uh, mexican-american war or something like that I, don't, I can't remember exactly um you know huge hero marines today still go to bed at ni- night in boot camp saying good night smedley uh, we had a marine claim they don't do that but anyway Go ahead. It, it, look, I've had Marines claim otherwise. Okay. So, you know, I can't Just say what they it. do, uh, you know, in the, in the Marine You've never been camp. a Marine, so you don't know. Well, it, and it wouldn't, I was, still anyway, wouldn't be able him? to speak for every Marine every night. Yeah. I'm just telling you what Marines have told me. Smedley Butler said, you know, bring all the troops back, put them on the mainland, that there, nobody could ever invade the United States because of its it, it, the lucky position. Call it God, call it Providence, call it luck. The United States is in a position that we're never going to get attacked. You think Canadians gonna roll, Canada's going to roll across the border? The big red tide? There's more coming up here at 800-259-9231. We may have time to sneak your thoughts in if you're on the lines now. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk 
live. Moments remain. Maybe enough time for your thoughts. 800-259-9231 is the number if you'd like to give it a shot. If you miss out tonight, well, don't worry. We do this six nights a week, Monday through Saturday. You can join us. Uh, and if you don't get us on your local talk station all week long, give them a call. Tell them thanks for carrying as much as they do carry. And then ask them real nice like to get more free talk live. You can go to freetalklive.com to join us online, join the various different features there that are interactive. Uh, the main feature of the site actually allows you to create the content that you see there. So everything that's in the main column, the main site, you see that it's there because of listeners like you taking the time to submit show prep to the uh, to the freetalklive.com website and then vote up or down on the various different things that are there. And the most voted up will make it to the front page and the top of the site at freetalklive.com. So head on over there and do that. And if you like the show and you want to help support us, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com to learn how to do that. Uh, everything from flyers to business cards, stuff you can print out, or banners you can put up on your website. Go to promote.freetalklive.com, and we're going to continue here taking your phone calls. Let's talk first to Cameron, listening in Tallahassee to WFLA-FM. Hello, Cameron. Hey, guys. Um, I have kind of an opinion slash question okay, sure. about the way national service works because I never was, you know, a big political guy. You know, I, really, I just, you know, did my thing, you know. But now that I'm getting older and I have kids, I'm, I kind of, in one way, I see how national service works because, I mean, I get your point. I didn't ask for this government to enlist people to fight for our freedoms but at the same time, it's kind of like a peace of mind knowing that, hey, if it hits the fan, I don't have to be the one to deal with it because they have people that, you know, are doing this. And I see what you're saying. Like, you know, they kind of do make us do this because when I turned 18, I got that letter in the mail, too, saying, hey, you have to you have to tell us that you're ready to do this, you know, but there's cer- certain situations where, you know, you're not going to get picked. You know, I mean, I'm, but I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm. What's the question? I'm a little uncertain as to, you seem a little mixed as to your, I guess your emotions or or what you're, what you're coming out with here, because, you know, on one hand, you sound like you're against the idea of a draft. Uh, On the other hand, you sound like you're, you know, you're happy that the military is there keeping you safe. Yeah. You know, I I know that. Well, it's an illusion. Like I said, again, you know, I've kind of. I'm just getting into all this. Sure, sure. Stuff. Not and a problem. Not a problem. Totally understand. Let me uh, clarify something, though. The idea that the military is there keeping you safe, that's nothing more than public relations. Uh, the military and the government, the government has a very express interest in getting you to believe that the military is keeping you safe somehow. But all of the evidence suggests the opposite. The military is around the world uh, destroying people's uh, innocent lives, which create terrorists, which make people angry, which make people want to get revenge, which means that actually putting them going over and uh, meddling in other countries is putting you and your family at a greater uh, risk of, uh, of casualty, uh, risk of uh, death or harm from these other people from around the world. So the military is stirring that up. But then in addition, if something does happen, you know, like Genghis Khan or, or Hitler or whoever comes over here and, you know, tries to invade you know, this kind of doomsday scenario, if that actually happens, then people will still be under this mistaken belief that the military is going to just come to their aid, going to run to the aid of Americans and keep everybody safe. But again, there really isn't evidence for that. 
um, the military in that case is likely going to keep safe its own uh, infrastructure. They will keep safe the you know the White House. They'll keep they're you gonna... safe if you're a strategic uh, thing to keep safe. Yeah. If you're not, they're going to let enemy tanks run right over your house. Right. They're going to or keep... they might run their right. tank over their over your house. They're going to keep their bases safe. They're going to keep the government buildings safe. You not so much. Okay, so now you're pushing this whole you know militia thing. But That's not that me. I'm not pushing that. Uh, yeah, I'm not p- actually pushing a militia. I just think that they would rise up. Because, like, it just seems like the whole militia idea causes more conflicts, which is why, like, even in the Middle East, they have several different factions of terrorists. And what would stop Americans from doing the same thing, you know? I mean, which is almost happening with PMCs. That's PMCs? The no one... What's a PMC? Private military corporations. Oh, the pi- no private one. military corporations are just another arm of the government. I mean, those are you're talking about Blackwater, or what was formerly known as Blackwater. Z. They call themselves Z now. Uh, that's basically a way for the government to get around its own rules. That you know, there are things the military can't do that these people can. A militia so is them. only people with guns. That's all it how is. Lo- how long will it take before a militia decides that hey, we can do it better than this government that's in power now? And do then what we have like a subjugate whole other- th- their their neighbors. Exactly. Well, well, isn't that what the government's doing today? I mean, isn't the government really just the most successful militia or call it an armed gang or call it the mafia, whatever you want to call it? Isn't the government really just the most successful group of people with guns in a particular geographic area? Well, I can't argue that. Well, wait a minute. And it's not fair, Mark, to align a militia with an armed gang or the mafia because the mafia or armed gangs are typically aggressive and they they aggress against right. people and they you hurt. You don't find people. any militias. You, and the military. Military is aggressive. That that's right. They are the militias, though. Just you know, pal around in the forest and like set up camps and shoot stuff. I mean, they're not. Those are the going... ones that exist today. I don't I've think. Never I've never seen not... anyone that had a gun that wasn't aggressive. So I mean, the you've never seen anyone. Gun... Whoa, 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 hold on, Cameron. You said you've never seen anyone that has a gun that wasn't aggressive. If you pull a gun on someone, you if you pull a gun on right, someone, aggressive. you walk Even by the act of defense. You, you intend on being aggressive. To defend yourself. No, you by, no, no, Cameron, no, no, no. you walked by 10 people today that had guns on them. You just didn't know it. Aggression is not defense. Defense is not aggression. Those are two opposite terms. Aggression means to start. Aggression means to aggress, to start from, you know, not aggressing and aggress and to initiate uh, some sort of force against somebody. So, right. Defense is the use of force to protect yourself against aggression. Aggression is the use of force in order to, uh, you know, uh, attain something from someone that is not yours. Right. And the idea that a militia is going to rise up and try to take over maybe there will be some crazy people that decide that and they will be shut down by the people you know out there that are that are providing protection services to folks so what I, what we're advocating here is that protection services be taken out of the hands of the criminal monopoly known as government and be allowed in the marketplace so that people that the people that are in search of uh, you know providing services and, and and profit you know making profit on the those services and products that they would be the ones that would be providing people with the protection that they are demanding. And if you don't like the protection services from this company, well, you can form your own company or you can, you know, compete with them in some way or go to their competitor. So that's all that that's all that I'm suggesting. I don't advocate militias or protection services or anything like that. Uh, I think that I advocate the free market. All I do is advocate against uh, aggression, advocate against monopolies. That's all. Thanks, Cameron, for the call. Oh, Appreciate. I'm a first-time caller. Oh, I'm not a first-time problem. listener, by the way. Welcome Thank aboard, you. sir. We're glad I'm, in, you... I'm enjoying the show. We're and... glad you're out there, and we hope to hear from you again. I appreciate all the discussion and, and any questions. I mean, that we're all learning in this together, right? Yeah, just got to take other calls. Yeah, that's right. We've <laughs> got to talk to Nick listening in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Nick. Hello. 
Hello? Hello. Nick, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hi. The most dangerous thing about national service is that it teaches the youth that states have more rights than we do and that we owe something to it. And this is particularly dangerous because um, I had a recent success in, pers- in persuading someone close to me, my father, to the ideas of liberty. And the key point my persuasion hinged upon was a mutual recognition that the state does not have rights, only people do. Right. Uh, I, I used the situation with a demo as a microcosm of the relationship between people and the state. A demo you know, is our friend who's been sentenced to 60 days in jail for speaking out of turning court. Right. The way I broached the subject was by saying, you know, there's this guy in New Hampshire who had an outburst in court. When that happens, what do you think should happen to him? And uh, he said, uh, well, they should be thrown out. I said, is that all that should happen? And they said yes. And then I revealed that he got sentenced to 60 days in jail, and uh, he was appalled. And, and, you know, when a private individual does that to someone for speaking out on his property, that's called kidnapping. Mm-hmm. And then from there, and this was the clincher, is I related it to taxes. You know, when in, in the private market, when, when somebody doesn't pay their debt, well, if, if they throw you in jail for that, that's called kidnapping. So why should the state have uh, any special rights for doing that? Yeah, it's abs- what you're saying is absolutely true. Very persuasive. People have the rights that they have, and when they get together in groups, they still only have the right that they have. They don't have the right to whatever program it is they come up with, a majority of them come up with. They don't have the right to foist that upon me and force me and mine to pay for their little idea. Their little idea, by the way, that's going to end in tragedy tragedy and inefficiency. But national service completely undermines that by teaching children that they owe something to the mm-hmm. state. Yep, that, and they use the term like obligation, as we read in this Newsweek article by this McChrystal character. Great points tonight, Nick. Appreciate hearing from you. And we are short on time, Mark, but there's still enough time to tell you about an exciting cruise is coming up with you. That's right. I'm going on a cruise. I'm going on a cruise to Bermuda, and you're invited if you'd like. Uh, it's a cruise with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me. And the cruise isn't just a convention on the water, although there'll certainly be some speeches and some debates, and or at least one debate that I know of. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. The boat's going to have an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, a lot more. Lots of liberty-loving folks on the same boat having a great time. It leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you need to reserve your berth now. The deadline is March the 1st. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. It's cruise.freetalklive.com. All right. We're out of time for tonight. Thanks for being here with us. We'll see you tomorrow night uh, for the Internet Edition at freetalklive.com, the Sunday show with our co-hosts, and then Monday night we're back. So uh, join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com.